Hello everybody and welcome to episode 68 of Operation Retroshock. I am one of your hosts, Alan Price, and alongside me, as always, is... I'm Chris Vint. Hello. And uh, this is going to be a fun-filled couple of, well, about 11 episodes. 11 episodes over a space of, what is it, five weeks? Yes. So we're extremely treating you here, everybody. <laughs> if you're a Doctor Who fan, if, if you're not, tough luck. If you're a Doctor Who fan, you will adore the next number of weeks here on Retroshock. If you're not, we do apologise, but please do humour us. It is one of our favourite shows, and it is hitting 50 years old. There's not many shows can ever claim that. It was, it's the longest-running sci-fi show in history. Yes. So, humorous, Please humorous. But uh, what we're doing, if uh, you didn't really get the full gist of things at the end of our last episode, what we are doing is we are going to have an episode dedicated where me and Chris... Sit down. Uh, should we stress bite-sized episodes? Yes, bite-sized episodes. We're talking maybe 15, 20 minutes because you know, you're getting probably two a week at this rate. Um, so there'll probably be about 15 to 20 minutes where me and Chris have sat down together and watched a, a specific storyline from each of the 11 Doctors. So Hartnell, right through to Smith. We're not going to worry about the whole you know who's number two at this moment in time or anything like that just as we know the 11 doctors at this moment in time so that means that today is going to be dedicated to William Hartnell and that means we are going to talk about the Aztecs Uh, we had to slip that sound effect in there because yes. that was one thing that gave us a wee bit of a giggle when we were uh, sitting and watching the four episodes that make up the Aztecs uh, storyline. And it always seemed that that was the sound effect they would use. <laughs> well, especially in the first two episodes, yes. less so the final two episodes, to kind of stress the tension and drama <laughs> that is going on. Noises. Just uh, obviously some fella in the uh, music uh, department of the BBC just playing a wee xylophone. Yes. Um, so we shall uh, start talking about episode one. We've basically we've taken a few. Well, sorry, I've taken a few notes when we've been watching about what could be considered highlights. Um, now, because of the older Doctor stuff, I was thinking this is going to maybe be a wee bit harder to watch. Yeah. Than obviously the newer stuff, especially more so the Hartnell uh, episodes, because it was a completely different show to what it is nowadays it was designed to be a more of an educational show for kids and the quality of them is not good yes, either that would make them hard to watch as well so it's a completely different show to what we're used to nowadays but I have to say um, it did not drag at all I actually pretty enjoyed it yes. I might say and it is mainly down to Hartnell as the Doctor it's not I have watched some of his stuff as him you know being the Doctor but I've not actually that's the first time I've sat down and fully watched a full story yeah. with him so <coughs> it was pleasant to really enjoy it and he is the main reason behind that and I think that can kind of bring us on nicely to um, the main point from episode one of the Aztecs yes which was Hartnell's speech about not changing history to Barbara yeah his performance in episode one explaining to Barbara about you know, she says to him because she is believed to be this goddess reincarnated that she is going to attempt to change history and cause the Aztecs to not be barbaric and create sacrifices and all this and he stands there and basically stresses to her the importance that she cannot go about changing history she cannot change what has already happened because 
you know, wibbly wobbly timey wimey yes. as we would describe it yeah. nowadays even if it does mean that you know like the reason why she wants to change it is because there's going to be a human sacrifice and uh, the companion Ian has to bring that bring the sacrifice up and basically that's done in front of her and she's not comfortable with that but or as you know like as you just said you know like he's very you know like it has to be done whereas it's first you know like obviously that's the first doctor and you're saying he's very he's very almost barbaric in some ways because he's mm-hmm. saying that you know like you have to take this life in order to save other ones which yes. is something that we'll get onto in the last episode as yes, well very true and uh one thing i said when we were watching this was it was amazing to see the differences in the Hartnell Doctor and from what happened with uh, towards the tail end of Tennant's reign yeah. as the Doctor because obviously we all know that uh, in the run in to Tennant's departure his Doctor got well what would you say maybe a wee bit wacky a wee bit a wee bit away with himself because yeah, he was worried about dying. Almost a bit sidetracked with him with his, his personal stuff rather than seeing the bigger picture yes you know like he thought you know, well, before I'm dying, I'm going to do something. I'm going to leave my mark. Yeah, sort of say. I'll do what I so, want. Whereas this, for the first Doctor Hartnell, <clears throat> saying, you know, you cannot alter history. You cannot get involved. You can't stop this. To tend in the waters of Mars, basically going and trying to save the members of the. Some of the notes here are quite hysterical of what you've wrote. I know, but that's just the way I am. Um, but you know, as I said, Tennant going and altering history and saving some of the crew of uh, you know the base on Mars. So yes, episode one, the big highlight definitely has to be Hartnell. That episode simply for that speech with for Barbara. For episode two, you have Oh dear, Oh dear was the bit that you pointed out at the very beginning. Just again, it's a Hartnell mannerism. Yeah, it was just like Oh dear, Oh dear. It's it's just like, just, it was a it was a short line, but. A very nice thing in terms of character to uh, see come from Hartnell, and it is a lot of the stuff that you know picked up from watching uh, the Aztecs. Just seeing the little mannerisms that Hartnell does, um, he's very, you would say, hands-on. Yes, it, it's almost like if you're a smoker, uh, if you're giving up smoking, apparently your hands are always doing something. And it seems to be that you know either he's rubbing his lapels or he's rubbing his hands or he is very hands on with the character he meets later on mm-hmm. as well. So like patting their hand yes, and all exactly, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, no, I get exactly what you mean with like a smoker. Um, Hartnell's him. speech to Barbara about disobeying him, which is kind of the continuance of episode yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, it's basically him going to Barbara you know look what you've done you know they're starting you know they're starting to doubt you yeah that you are this goddess this person reincarnated this god reincarnated and again like I said it is just a continuance from episode one of you wouldn't say it's a speech but it's almost like literally the way it's Her- almost Her- like it's considered the granda I was going to say it's almost like a disappointed father yes you know like um, I'm not angry I'm just disappointed I warned you yes. and you've done yeah. this and yeah. now look what's happened exactly, exactly. Um, Susan getting told she's getting married off. Yeah, this this is one thing you know. Susan had very little to do. Yes, she in did. This story. She was she like she the was, handmaiden apparently in this. Yeah, she was very very sparsely used during this storyline. I think she only makes what is it like three or four appearances at most at the start in this second episode. And I don't. I'm not even sure if she makes an appearance in the third. She might, 
but then you know it all comes to head in the fourth episode yeah. but in this episode she's basically told that uh, she's going to have an arranged marriage and she's like well I want to be able to choose my husband and of course this doesn't go down very well yes. but I thought that's an interesting thing to see that it wouldn't be something that um, kids would readily understand yeah yeah. so it wouldn't at all wouldn't because be. um, you know this is what this show was trying to do was trying to educate kids so that would be something I think that would puzzle them greatly in terms of you know a British audience they would be like well, you know this is really weird that this girl is going to get married against her will mm-hmm. but um, needless to say Susan when she does appear in the story is exceedingly feisty yes very much so and then we move on to episode 3 which is Ixta and Eon's friendship and then you just wrote Eon just lots of E's and A and yeah. N's there it's actually I have to say Ista is actually Ixta even Ixta. sorry is quite a highlight in these episodes he's very entertaining when we first when we first see him in the storyline needless to say you could tell that choreography wasn't one of the best no. Uh, organized things back in the day when Doctor Who originally came about. Um, it isn't, choreography wasn't as, well, let's just say uh, refined as it is nowadays because yes. literally we saw a slow motion fight. It, we did. And then that, we saw one on episode, the fourth episode as well. Which yes. was very, it was a wee bit better though. It was a wee bit better, but it was just um, carefully camera shot. Mm-hmm. You know, like, but, oh, here's my belly. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, but yes, the. The whole extra and Ian thing. Ian. Ian. Okay, is he Jamaican? Um, thing was actually quite interesting. I don't know about you. Yeah, I thought it was good the way you know, like they they have a fight and then um, Barbara comes in to um, stop it. And after the doctor kind of yeah. got played by extra because. The doctor's wanting to find out about how to get into the yeah. tomb. And he says to Ixta, oh, I'll give you this thing from yeah, this plant. And like if you scratch the person, they'll yeah. lose their power and stuff. Little does he know that the person he is due to fight is Ian. Ian. And, um, yeah, so the, those two fight and then it kind of stops. And then they become friends. And he says, I, I, like... That's, that's brilliant. He just says, like, oh, we're friends now. And then it's... Until um, I kill you. Until I kill you. And it's like, oh, so I'm going to die. Oh, yes, by my hands. And um, you kind of think, oh, that's just a bit of banter, but it kind of isn't. It isn't, because um, at the end of episode three, we see that the uh, Doctor has discovered a uh, way to the tomb uh, from the garden that he has been uh, frequenting, so to say. Yeah, because he had a, a Doctor's Cocoa drink date and proposal. Yes, the... Doctor had a little uh, drink of cocoa with his... Uh, female acquaintance we shall call yes, right, her and squeeze, this squeeze. Um, and let's just say she took a liking to him and apparently drinking cocoa in their uh, in their garden you have to be 52 to enter the garden yes you by have the to way. be 52 to enter the garden apparently drinking cocoa together in this society is a sign of great love and that you want to get married yes so she was very uh, fond of the doctor and it was just his face after she says I accept your proposal it was just his face as if just go what like, what what's, what's, what's just happened yeah um, but through his time in the, this garden he has discovered that there is like a um, like a part of the wall that comes away yeah that is a tunnel that was actually made by Ixta's father that will take you towards the tomb that the doctor has been trying to get to 
um, which has been behind the room that Barbara's been staying in the whole time. Fancy that. Indeed. Um, but Ian decides to go in. The doctor was going to go in, but Ian says, I will go in, and in Ian goes. But little did we know that Ixta has followed Ian. Yes. And saw what has happened and says to the doctor, Oh, no, no, this, you know, the garden will flood. I need to put this back. And he puts it back. And, and there's then, just a big smirk on his face as if to say, I know uh, who's in there. I know what I've done. And yeah. I've set up what I was going so to do. So anyway. dra- that's the dramatic end of episode three is that you hear, <laughs> you hear the water and you see it rising around Ian's feet. And you're like, Oh, my goodness, he's going to get drowned to death by Ixta. Yes. Um, so. In episode four, we've got Ixta's betrayal. Um, I'm thinking Ian's dead, so he's talking to Susan then. <gasps> you've got a, a tweet there or something. Email. Um, so you've got um, a. You've got Ixta thinking that Ian's dead, and he's talking to Susan. And then Ian just comes up behind and goes like a, a something like a good a good soldier never lets his guard down or something like that. Aye, it's basically don't ever underestimate anything. Don't think that something's yeah. done. Basically, yeah. So and then um, there's like a big scuffle and they run off. It's basically there's the whole the whole thing about this episode is them trying to get away finally and Susan's still kind of under you know control of the guards because she disobeyed the fact that she wasn't going to get married and then that's when Ixta finds out that Ian is still alive is that Ian's like oh I'll go and, I'll go and rescue her it's fine and Ian brings her back yeah um, so you have the attack on the high priest so Ixta um, oh, he wasn't involved in it sorry no Ixta, Ixta took like the club oh he took the club and then and whacked and he, the high priest around the back of the head yeah. and, and left the club and then of course Ian and Susan appear because Ian was going to go back through the tunnel again yeah, to, to the get door. them back into yeah. the tomb, and of course he is discovered around he the body. Says, and this is, this is my weapon, but I didn't use it. And he says, "Like it's a, it's a trap." And um, he goes to go, and then Exa comes over and goes, "Like you know, arrest or get them. They've attacked the high priest from behind." They're like, how did you know that they attacked him from behind? This is his weapon. And then that was that. And, and then just kind like of they were glossed away. over that, yeah. yeah. Um, and as a case of um, the high priest says, like you're, you're working for the false, false, false god, or false god. Yeah. yeah. So um, then, once they actually get out of it all, um, there's um, the thing up the top um, where um, the doctor's main squeeze, Kamika, um, brings like a he. She's been talked to by the high priest and said, take this to them, and then take the handmaiden up the top of the tower. Um, so she goes in and Ian beats up the the um, the soldier, puts his helmet on and goes up to the top. And um, then Exter and Ian have a big final fight, which is which is an awesome, which is an awesome fight. If, well, you, if you say so, um, it's it's very it's very amazing camera work. If I do say so, yes, it's, it's very like it, it's like as they say and. As they said in the ECW documentary, you know, like you have to accentuate your positives. So you know, like they don't have the best lighting, the best cameras, yes. etc. So it's a case of we'll work with what we've got. So, so it's a very dramatic ending for Ixta. Yeah. yeah when it comes to it, let's just say he takes a mighty fall off yeah, the top does. of the tower. Yeah, it's like we monkey flip, monkey flip, and uh, lands, and unfortunately he is no more. Um, so they get the the door open. Because um, the doctor has been wielding kind of like a like a pulley sort like of thing, a yeah. pulley mechanism thing for them to put like the rope on, and they get the door open and they um, 
the doctor's talking to Barbara and says, you know, Barbara's kind of disappointed with herself and the doctor says, you couldn't save an entire civilization, but you did manage to save one man. Think yes. of it that way. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, you know, to go back to where it was before, it's kind of a case of, you know, like you've you've kind of meddled whenever I haven't told you mm-hmm. to, but at the end of the day you've saved somebody. So That's actually, just talking about it now, that actually has made me realise another comparison that can be taken with Tennant is the Pompeii episode yeah. with Donna it's, it's the way save she one of them just at least save somebody yeah so um, that's that's kind of that's just realised that when you think about it um, so they're going to end the TARDIS and the Doctor has like a gift that Kamika gave to like him wee, it was like a wee it was like a, a coin thing. or whatever yeah. yeah that she was given by her previous love and he sets it down beside the um, the like, body of yeah. like the previous god, god or goddess and then he goes to go and he lifts it up and he puts it in his pocket and then he goes into the TARDIS and then they say that they've landed on something or in something and that's kind of where it ended. But I thought that was kind of like a very touching ending yeah. to it that it isn't just a case of the way we, you know, we've seen the Doctor in the future in his various different forms be a bit manipulating and stuff like that. And you, you know, you go through this episode and you can tell that you know, he's kind of been taken aback with this affection. I think I was going. To, I was going to say that this is probably one of the very rare stories that you've seen the more aggressive and the most gentle side of the Doctor mm-hmm. in condensed in like yeah. you know, say a story because it's not very seldom you would get that. Yeah, you know that you've got him disappointed with Barbara for him her disobeying what he said, mm-hmm. and then the same toss of the coin, you've got him. You know, like being. Si- Sat down drinking cocoa with um with um mature lady that he's kind of taking the shine to mm-hmm. because you can kind of see he's a bit smitten as well whenever yeah. she comes over. I was like, oh, Kamika, hello. Yeah. It's just like oh. But you know, in the past, you've thought, you know, is this part of his ruse? Is this part yeah. of his plan? But it's kind of a nice wee way to end it, and that you see the fact that oh right, well she did mean a wee bit to him in yeah. the sense that you know he was going to leave the coin behind. But then he decided to take it with him as a wee bit of a memento, so he could always remember the uh, amazing times with the Aztecs. That is true. But we kind of see at the end as well that the fact that distress, the point that Barbara could not change everything, the fact that uh, what is it, the priest of sacrifice or something like that? Something we see him, you know, taking part in a sacrifice. Oh yes, because right of the, the eclipse. End, yeah. yeah so true. that was just kind of a wee stress point to say like. It hasn't really changed yeah. a great deal because he's been the one who's plotted throughout the whole thing, trying to poison Barbara and all that sort of stuff as well. So, um, but yeah, I would definitely say this is a good episode series of uh, Doctor Who. It was very pleasant to actually sit down and watch it the whole way through. Yeah, I mean, I, I would like to watch. You know, like we watch it through Netflix because neither of us really own. We were going to watch, you know, with the three doctors, but we thought it's probably best to try and give each doctor their, you know, like a dedicated episode where it's just them and their companion or companions. Um, But An Unearthly Child is one that I'll probably like to try and pick up Mm -hmm. and see what that's like. Um, But overall, your thoughts, your... I was probably a bit um, hesitant going into watching it. And then, you know, like at the end of it, I was like, oh no, I'm happy enough no, watching that. No, definitely, I'd agree with that. It's a case of, like I said at the start, you know, you kind of were a wee bit worried. You're like, is this going to drag? Is, you know, the quality of it going to put me off, you know, watching it, you know, and enjoying it? But I think it was, and it has to boil down to Hartnell really yeah. 
you know, he roped you into it. And I think it was him. I think it was him and the uh, I'm not familiar with his name. Sorry, but the character who played Ian, Ian. Um, I was quite um, yeah, impressed was with him as well um, because in previous podcasts I've said that there's only been a couple of male companions that I've liked but I think he would probably go up I think, I think part of it was the fact that he was very much not scared to take part in things when he was told that oh you're going to um, have to take part in this challenge for leadership yeah. and the doctor was going to go oh no, no 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 the goddess you know who was Barbara has to decide whether it, this is going to happen or not and Ian, Ian just immediately went no I'll do it yeah exactly so yeah I was happy enough with it so um, definitely recommend if you haven't watched any first doctor stuff yeah uh, if you want to watch an episode definitely check out the Aztecs and no doubt uh, I'm an earthly child as well okay um, we're not going to divulge as yet what Patrick Triton one we're going to talk about because we'd like to leave that for whenever we're actually going to talk about it just in case circumstances do change or anything so you're not going to get told what one we're talking about until you come back to the next episode and then we'll tell you but the next doctor is Patrick Triton another gentleman who I've only seen in say three five and two doctors Mm -hmm. so I've only seen him with another doctor Mm -hmm. no I tell a lie I have seen him in another one but we'll talk about that next time uh, anything I have seen Triton in I have enjoyed and you can see a wee bit of his mannerisms that come through in uh, Matt Smith's doctor as well but that's it for this episode like we said these are going to be reasonably quick episodes that's about 20 or so minutes we've been nattering on about uh, the Aztecs so I've been Alan Price he's been Chris Fint and uh, please do enjoy us uh, in a few days time for our Patrick Triton discussion oh dear my oh dear my